0: Welcome to the Supernatural Childbirth Mamas podcast. This is a place for you to come hear testimonies of other moms who are believing for supernatural childbirth, have already had a supernatural childbirth. This is just the place for you to come be refreshed, hear testimonies and have community moms. We have a Facebook group now. You can search for Supernatural Childbirth Mamas in groups on Facebook. Come join us. We want to have community. We want for you to have a place to not feel alone and have other like-minded mamas. We are having meetups once a month, and my goal in my heart is to build a community around this topic, but mostly around our relationship with the Lord and walking out this faith walk of being a mom and having a supernatural Natural life as a child of God and as a follower of Jesus. So I'm so glad you're here. I can't wait to dive into today's podcast. Okay. Good morning. Well, morning, evening, wherever, whatever it is, wherever you are, Supernatural Childbirth Moms, we welcome you to the podcast today. And I have a really special guest on. She actually just had her baby. So I'm so excited for her to share what's on her heart, what's on her story. So you may hear baby in the background and we love that. We're okay with that. So Kayla is here uh, today from Florida. I'm so excited. Kayla, are you there? Yes. Hi. Yay. I'm so happy that you're on today. I know it's such a um, an honor and, a, and a, I know it's a sacrifice on your end to hop on something like this right after having a baby. So this is really special. So I'm going to dive right in and pray for us. Um, Lord, Father God, thank you that you are our Father, that you love us so much, that you love the moms that are listening in and believing and standing in faith uh, for supernatural childbirth. More than anything, Father, we thank you that the goal of, of all of this is to grow closer to you in our walk on this earth. So right now, I, just, I speak a special blessing, and I thank you, Mom, that the, the moms listening agree with me. We bless Kayla today, God. We bless this new journey um, with now four children. We thank you, Lord, for strengthening her with might in her inner man. We thank you, God, that you're going to give her supernatural strength um, We thank you that she is a joyful mother of children, and we thank you, Father, that she's here today. We ask that you would help her remember all the special details that she is meant to share, uh, even in her so sleep-deprived state. And we thank you moving forward that you give your beloved sleep, that she will have sleep, that she'll have energy. And we thank you, Father, for this time together, and we bless you and love you in Jesus' name. Amen. So, Kayla, take it away. Oh, amen. Thank you so much for that prayer. That was so great. Um, and you know,
1: my prayer is that my story will, will help encourage, um, a mom or a few moms out there. Yes. Um, so especially if we have some, um, pregnant mamas who have been through loss, um, I know that, you know, I wanted to soak up every positive birth story that was out there. Um, Especially for this birth, so this is my my fourth baby um, and my sixth pregnancy. so I have three living children a six year old girl a four year old boy a two year old girl and we just had miss Daisy who is she will be two weeks old on Saturday, so yes, thank you for the prayer about remembering things. <laughs> I appreciate that because um, <laughs> we are super sleepy, but we're so happy to be here so <laughs> Um, so, um, we live in outside of Tampa, Florida. I live with my husband and our four kids, and we have four animals, so it's loud and crazy over here. Um, and we love it that way. So, you know, I had to speak a lot against fear um, during my pregnancy after loss. Um, and I'll just go on to say that my three babies that I had, I, I had previously before I got pregnant, I had. Um, done doula training. So I, through Dona International, um, so I always was very interested in an unmedicated birth, Um, you know, but no matter what route you decide is best for you in your pregnancy, um, I think if you seek God first, then you'll be in great hands. Um, So my, uh, I'm just going to quick say that my first birth was a cesarean. Um, After, after three days of of natural labor. She was in the wrong position. She, they called it sunny side up. She was posterior. Mm. And, you know, I went on to realize that the position of the baby influences your birth drastically.
0: Um,
1: You know, having the baby in a head down, face down on the left side allows for the smallest circumference of the head to come out, which I never knew that.
0: Um, yeah, that's so good. You know,
1: spinning babies and there's so many things you can do exercise wise to, kind of get the baby in that position. And, um, you know, the Webster technique through chiropractic care helped me with my next three deliveries to have the baby in the best possible position, which really took away some of the pain. Obviously, um, you know, a supernatural childbirth is the goal. Um, And for me, going through my births, I experienced God supernaturally um, here and there more in depth as I had more babies. (laughs) So my first, um, I did not experience God. Um, But you know, I also did not do a lot to get my, my spiritual inner man, as you said, strong, Um, Mm. you know, and she, she was the first grandbaby on both sides. So there was a lot of angst to get her out I induced with castor oil um, mm-hmm. five days after my due date and that was that ended up being bad for me yeah you know I also took a lot of it I think you only need a tiny tiny bit obviously talk to your healthcare care practitioner mm-hmm. um, and so her heart rate dropped we went for the emergency c-section I was home recovering from not only getting myself fully dilated naturally and being in labor for three days but recovering from the c-section which was hard because you know you have to twist to get the baby out of the bed, out of the bassinet, excuse me. Um, so I, I had a, a difficult physical recovery, amazing, amazing emotional recovery with my first, my second. I, now i now you're considered a VBAC after you have a cesarean. No matter, no matter how many vaginal births you have, you're always considered a VBAC, which puts you in this higher risk category, um, especially if you're in an OB setting. Mm-hmm. Um, I use midwives in the hospital. So um, we went on to have an unmedicated uh, VBAC, natural vaginal delivery with my second, which was great. Um, but I just remember feeling very, like after the birth, you know, like after you process what happened, um, I wasn't feeling great about how it went down. Um, you know, there were, there were people taking pictures, which I had signed a waiver with the midwifery group to allow, um and i it turns out when i'm in labor i don't like flash photography like yeah. in my area
0: <laughs>
1: so no i don't i did not like it it made me you know lock up which, me too you know i and you, so i i said this to you before Jana, but you think of like a nice cat like a cuddly cat she wants to go to like a soft dark gentle area um to have her baby she doesn't want to be distracted with bright lights and lots of other people and animals you know and um, I just felt like, you know, that my physical recovery of my second was terrible. Couldn't walk for weeks, but I did experience God. I did not experience him with my first, my second. Um, I don't know if anybody out there has had um, a baby come out who was blue um, mm. and kind of took a little while to come yeah. to. And when you're not prepared for that, that's really scary. Mm-hmm. Right. And Um, he came out and he was blue and he was not moving or breathing, but I felt a peace unlike anything else. I knew he was fine. It was God. I knew he was fine. And sure thing, you know, they had to call in another doctor to come and, um, clear his airways a little bit. And then he, he coughed and he started breathing right away and it was completely fine. But I feel like a lot of times like healthcare professionals don't tell you that this, sometimes they do come out like this and it's completely fine. You know, I, I didn't know that, but I did feel the peace of God at the very end of my birth with my second, um, with my third, I, I did find the book, um, supernatural childbirth, um, which is the basis for what we're all doing. Um, you know, just really seeking God, um, through your pregnancy and delivery to attain a pain-free birth, um. Now, I'm not somebody who has had a pain-free birth, but I have experienced pain-free times in my birth, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, So my third was very fast, um, and I experienced God right at the end when it was time to push. I just felt him say, surrender to me, fix your eyes on me and surrender. And that's what I did, and she came out when I was like, you know, thinking of your labor brain is like a completely different brain. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah. Um, so I just really had to give in to Jesus and surrender. And she came right out. She was pink, perfectly healthy. And it was, I had an amazing physical time with her. Um, I did have postpartum depression after her. Um, so then here we go. And I get pregnant with my fourth Um So I'll have to say that God has always put home birth on my heart. Um, I know Jackie Mize says that God does not care where you give birth. And I truly believe that, but I also think that he knows your heart Mm -hmm. and he knows what you're longing for. And he's a good God. And he wants you to have what your heart wants. So in the state of New Jersey, that's where we were living when we had our three. If you previously have had a C-section, it's illegal for you to have a home birth. Wow. Um, we moved to Florida, um, because of my husband's job got transferred down here and I got pregnant with my fourth. And, um, this was right before the quarantine. Um, I was using midwives and they, they came to the house to do their checks. So, you know, having three older kids, that was perfect for me. Um, and you know, unfortunately at 17 weeks at a routine checkup at my house, the baby's heart stopped beating. Um, mm-hmm. She was a girl, we named her Navy May. Um, you know, we were faced with a lot of um, choices to make right then that were really difficult. Um, I ended up having to have a procedure done called a DNE. It's a little more invasive than a DNC. I was put under, um, this all happened on a Friday but they weren't able to get me in until Monday. And my mom had a piece of advice that stuck out that, you know, I was like, why did my body lie to me? Why? You know, I I was angry with God. And she said, you know, because we couldn't get in for a couple of days to have the surgery. And I just wanted to begin healing at that point, you know. Um, And she said that the baby just wanted to be underneath my heart for a little bit longer and be a part of me. And I thought that was that just Mm -hmm. gave me a little bit of peace during such a Traumatic experience, um, wow. and I do remember when, when we were trying to conceive, I, it was all about me in a way. I, I did, I definitely did not listen to God, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I, I kind of was just like, I want this now, like mm-hmm. give it to me, you know. Whereas sometimes it's not the right time for a baby, um, and if anybody out there has had. A loss or has had, has felt that yearn, that deep, deep desire to have a baby, you know, that there is unlike anything else. It is so strong. Like God puts that in your heart. So, um, January, 2020, we lost our fourth baby. Then, um, we went right into the quarantine, which actually was kind of healing for me to just be surrounded by my, my, Mm. my family, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and then also it really made me lean into God, um, Mm. I depended on him so much to get me through that. Um, mm-hmm. So I was praying for another baby and I even asked, you know, maybe do you want us to adopt, you know, talking to God, do you, do you have an adopted baby out there for us? And, um, I felt like I wasn't hearing anything from God and we did get pregnant again in April and I had a chemical miscarriage, which I've never had before. Mm-hmm. Um, the baby that we lost was a missed miscarriage. So I never bled. Uh, my body just still thought I was pregnant. Um, so, you know, then I'm like, all right, God, you're not answering me about adoption. I feel this yearn to ha- to complete our family. I literally look for another. I when they're, when I'm out with my three kids, I'm like, oh, we're missing somebody. I can't even explain mm-hmm. it. And I'm looking around. <laughs> it's like I sensed this another another little person who is a part of us, but she wasn't there. Um, so then I I actually heard. God say I was in prayer with him. And, um, I feel like it's a good reminder sometimes to just go in a room and close the door and just talk to God, you know? Uh, Yeah. I think there's even a Bible verse, but it might be Matthew six, six, and he promises he will reward you if you spend time alone with him. Wow. And obviously that's hard sometimes when you have kids and dogs Mm -hmm. and pick up and drop off and you're working and, um, you know, but I definitely feel more confident and, um, less fearful when I go in a room, close the door and just spend time with God. Um, so I did that and I was talking to God and I said, please don't let me get pregnant again. If you're just going to take the baby, Mm -hmm. I said on your time. So, um, a couple months went by and I got pregnant in July and, um, there's no TMI on birth podcast. Mm-hmm. Okay? <laughs> exactly. Aye, exactly. Um, but so um, we went on vacation during the quarantine and it was just, you know, after the year that we had, it was just such an we were at the beach with our, our kids and really nobody was on the beach because everyone was still kind of like freaked out by the pandemic. Um, and, you know, my kids were doing cartwheels on the beach and it was just a beautiful, beautiful vacation and um, we had a thunderstorm one night and it i just felt the presence of god and um cmi but we conceived our baby in july on that vacation and <laughs> it's not rain June. has okay rain has been such a symbol for me throughout my pregnancy and there's mm-hmm. you know there's a couple bible verses about rain being such a good thing mm-hmm. so our baby girl who was conceived during a thunderstorm her name is Daisy Rain and i'm mm. breastfeeding her right now <laughs> and um also daisies are a wildflower and wildflowers can bloom out of these broken broken places like you yeah. you know they can literally bloom out of like a piece of cement that's cracked <laughs> and i was like that was me you know i was broken i i was so mm-hmm. fearful you know every time so i you know i was pregnant i got pregnant with her in july and every time I would sit down to pee, I would be like, God is with me. God is with me because I was afraid that I was going to bleed. Right. Mm. And just lose her. But he, I had to remember and stand on that promise that mm. he told me that he wasn't going to take her before her time. Mm. Um, so every time it rained and in Florida, you know, we're outside of Tampa here, we get yep. a lot of. Tropical- yep. <laughs> <laughs> we do. And I, it would it would be just such a reminder. Mm. Um, and so I wanted to speak a little bit about um do you ever just like get overwhelmed with the Bible? Like mm-hmm. people will be like, Oh, spend time in the Word. And I'll be yeah. like, Okay, Bible roulette, and I'll just be like, God, speak to me. And I just like flip <laughs> to a page. <laughs> Anyone else? Me like, too, okay. I have
0: a hand raise. Like-
1: <laughs> yeah. And sometimes it's amazing, and other times I'm like, oh no, that can't be what he wanted me to read, you know.
0: <laughs> but um
1: so the Bible app has been mm-hmm. such a good, good thing. Um, because you can you can spend five minutes in the morning looking at it, at it or you can go into depth and spend a half hour.
0: Mm-hmm. And it
1: it just has these little daily devotionals with a little video of somebody saying what they think that Bible verse of the day means to them. Mm-hmm. And it would be so amazing for the past year. And it has like streaks, like how many days in a row did you do it? And I would play a game with myself to try to see if I could get to like 100 days or something. <laughs> and um, it's just a good way to have some direction when yeah. your life is chaotic and you know that you need Jesus time, but you don't really know how
0: it's good. Um,
1: so I I did that every morning and I spent a lot of time getting my inner man strong. And for me that looked like getting off of Instagram and Facebook um, because I would, you know, before I knew it, I was like down a rabbit hole, like looking at these birth. um, pages and then it would show me something terrible and I'd be like why did I do that now I can't stop thinking about that lady's story mm-hmm. you know I'd, I'd pray for her but I would be like I'm not okay now
0: mm-hmm. so I
1: was in such a, a um like very I don't know I don't know what the right word is it was a I was fearful you know I had to yeah. constantly work to pray o- against the fear um, mm-hmm. so I did that and you know what anyone out there who is not happy with their healthcare practitioner, feel Mm. free to change at any stage of your pregnancy. Um, So I really had to, had to tune into God and listen to God about where he wanted us to deliver because now, mind you, we've had this late second trimester loss that was unexplained. It just happened. Um, You know, we did choose to have her sent out to be studied and they, They said there could have been an umbilical cord problem, but they're not sure. Mm
0: -hmm. Um,
1: And so, but now having a, being super pregnant after that, I was with the same OB who, um, who, who we were with when we lost our baby. So, and I just didn't feel right every time I would drive. So the, the OB was super close to our house and Mm -hmm. it was very convenient. So I would drive there, but I would get so anxious and nervous Mm -hmm. And I'm like, why am I, why am I putting myself through this? So I, I went on, um, a birth network. I encourage if you're not, ha- if you're looking for a, a provider, um, type in your city and then type in birth network. Um, and I found, you know, so many resources, um, and I started interviewing midwives and actually <laughs> mama natural has oh. um great interview questions for, oh. if you're like, I don't even know what to ask a midwife or a doula, then you know, go to Mama Natural and she has printable she has a printable birth plan for what mm-hmm. you want to do during your birth and after your birth. And she has a printable um, thing on questions for the midwife, which was really helpful for me. Mm-hmm. So I actually I talked to God first. I'm like, show me very clearly who you want me to go with. Cause by this point, I'm like seven months pregnant and I knew that I didn't want to deliver in the hospital. Now, like I said, I God has always put home birth on my heart, but Having a home birth after a loss was even a bigger leap of faith. Mm. You know, like I had my husband's mom who definitely was so anxious about our decisions. I kind of had to protect what I was doing. And again, Jackie Mize talks about that. She's mm-hmm. like, you don't have to tell everybody what you're planning to do. You yeah. know? And I think that was a big part of me getting prepared. I, I didn't you know, I'd meet moms at the playground. They'd be like, Oh, where are you delivering? And I would be like, Oh my gosh, my, you know, Polly, my, my third kid almost fell off a swing and I'd run away. Like I would avoid telling them <laughs> where I was delivering <laughs> and it helped. It really helped. Cause I just yeah. didn't want to take in any, yeah. you know, people being scared. Yeah. I did not need that. So, um, so God, I, I have a terrible memory. It's, it's bad. Um, I have to like focus really hard to remember people's names. Um, it could be, you know, cause the lack of sleep for the past like six years, but, um, definitely. So, yeah. <laughs> but so God put this name on my heart and her name was Lucy Bryant, the midwife. He's like, and I, I could remember it. And he's like, that's who that's your girl. And I was just like, okay. And I, um, ironically, uh, her practice was called in due season and she's a believer. Um, and I started reading her story and, she was a missionary and I was a missionary before we had kids. Um, and she had a 17-week loss, mm. which I had. And we had all these like synchronicities. And I was just like, wow. Like and that's always been a way that God has spoke to me um, through just these, you know, these little things that are alike. Um, so I contacted her and I had a meeting with her. And I, I, I was like, are you sure, God? Because they their practice is like an an hour away from our house and it's in the middle of nowhere. You know, like if I'm going to go to appointment, I would, I would love to like run to target after or something, but this place was in the middle of nowhere. And God was like, this is the place. And I realized as I'm driving out there to the middle of nowhere, there's all these Jesus signs and huge bold cap capitalized letters. And there's um, just such a feeling of peace on the drive out there, you know, Mm -hmm. in contrast, the drive to the OB. And I was like an anxious ball, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm driving out there and I'm like, Oh, and this is about the time where I found your podcast, Jana, and mm-hmm. I would listen. And then you, you actually had said to that that you can listen to Jackie Mize's book, which that was great. Cause it's hard for me to read while driving. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. It's hard for me to read in general right now. Cause I've got a lot, <laughs> but so I was like, okay, I'm going to listen to this. And I ended up listening to the book like two or three times on m- all my trips out to my appointments. Mm. And just what a great way to get, you know, filled with the word. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was amazing. And I um, what really gained my trust with my health care provider was um, so my baby, all of my babies were breached until pretty late. Um, but once you start to get like 36 weeks and the baby's still breached, then they're like, OK you know, cause you're, you're running out of room in your uterus for her to switch, but, but she st- still can change like right up until labor. So mm-hmm. it's, that's a hard thing to be able to measure. Um, but I was, she was breached and I heard, you know, people were starting to get nervous, like my mom and my husband's mom and my sisters and whatever. And God kind of whispered in my ear, 36 weeks, meaning she'll be head down by 36 weeks. And I was <laughs> like, okay, so I had gone into the midwife and she checked her and she's like, yep, she's still breech. She had like an old school ultrasound that she would just use to quick see if her head was down. Like. Mm. And um, so and they had a chiropractor in the practice. So he did the Webster technique. And then um, I went straight back to Lucy. And even the way that that worked out, I was supposed to see the midwife first and then the chiropractor second. But somebody had been in the bathroom during their turn for the chiropractor. So I saw him first the midwife second. And I say that because that was a God thing. Hmm. Chiropractor loosened my ligaments up. Then Lucy ever, I've never seen anything like it. She was truly gifted by God so gently and so softly. She spoke to the baby and she just put one hand on the baby's head and one on the butt and very, very gently maneuvered her down. And Hmm. she was checking the heart rate the whole time because if there was an increase in the heart rate, then she would know that the baby didn't like it. And there was, you know, I was nervous about the cord and all that. And she was like, nope, look, I'm showing you the heartbeat right here. And then she'd be like, come on, baby girl. And it was just amazing. And I, from that moment on, I had such trust Mm. in her and I was like, all right, let's have a baby. (laughs) So with that being said, I will get into the birth
0: story. Um, By the way, all these things that you've shared. Are so good, so powerful, and I don't want you to feel like you've taken too long. I feel like the moms listening are really benefiting from what you've shared. So keep going. Oh my gosh,
1: how did you know that I was like looking at the time, and I'm like, oh, I'm Holy Spirit, right you're good to go. <laughs> keep going. Okay, um, so along the, the lines of protecting um, the home birth and what we were believing to do. Um, My three kids, you know, my mom and dad were starting to be like, okay, if they're in school and you go into labor, who's going to pick them up? Do they need a note? And Mm -hmm. I just kept on being like, it's going to work out and it's going to happen in the night. Like, it's also a hard thing to plan for because you don't know when you're going to go into labor exactly. But um, we, you know, I just felt such peace that surpasses all understanding. I was like, it's all going to work out. Let's just focus on the day-to-day things and it's going to work out. So, um, I have to mention too that showing grace was a big, um, kind of theme towards the end of my pregnancy because, um, so my midwifery group, they are supposed to do a home visit, um, so, you know, they can make sure that you have like running water <laughs> and everything is set for the baby and they just want to know basically how to drive to your house and that, you know, th- where they want to know where they're going to be um, to have the baby. So my midwifery group kept calling and rescheduling that, which um, I'm pretty patient, but it had been like four times wow. that they were like, we're they were like, Oh, we can't come now. I'm sorry. And they would call me 10 minutes before. Oh. And you know, I was like cleaning the house and making sure that the dogs were in the crates. And I had done that four times and I wanted to like, be like snippy and be like, okay, well I'm super pregnant. Like, can you come out here now? But I didn't, I was, I heard God be like, give them grace, give them grace. Um, so I just was like, okay, you know, just drive safe. Whenever you get here is fine and you know and it's all good and they were like oh thank you so much and um what had gone on is the main VBAC midwife lucy she's certified for VBAC home birth so she, with if you've previously had a c section she is the the midwife that will be delivering your baby she all of a sudden had to go in for a serious um stomach surgery mm. i think she had like an ulcer but she was cut open from hip to hip and got like 50 staples mm. um and this, and I was like, you know, super, super pregnant. So I was like, oh no, you know, in my mind, I was like, what if she, she just physically can't come? Like our dreams of having this home birth are just shattered. Like, God, do you want me to go to the hospital? Like, what, what am I supposed to do? And I just, again, felt this peace. Mm-hmm. So, um, she, we, uh, I, the, the day that my water broke, I was, 39 weeks and two days pregnant. Mind you, all of my other children, my son was 15 days past his guest date. (laughs) My other two were also past their due date, five days and one day. So I'm fully expecting to go to 40 weeks at least. Also, all of the girls in my family were born on the 8th and Daisy's due date was the 7th. So I'm like, oh, she'll come on the 8th. Like I'm planning for the 8th, you know? Um, Then Jana, you actually said, you're like, what if you have an Easter baby? And I felt like kind of weird. And now I know why, because she was born on four, three, two, one, April (laughs) 3rd, 2021, the day before Easter. And I was in labor all night on Good Friday. And I'm like thinking in my head, I'm like, Jesus suffered on the cross. And I am going through this now. Like I can feel his strength. I'm I'm here in this moment, but it's going to be okay um, if I fix my eyes on him. So at uh, 3:30 in the morning on um Friday. I I'm sorry about that dog. It's fine. It's not that loud. Okay, so I I um was feeling very uncomfortable. I had low back pains and um I went to step into the tub and when I um lifted my leg over to get into the tub, my water broke a little bit. Mm. Um so I was like, "Ooh, was that it?" Um because with my third, it was like a huge gush, like in the movies, and there was no, it, you know, I knew that was it. But mm-hmm. um, this time, I was like, okay, that I did not pee. Like, that was a little bit of water. So I got in the tub, and I tried to relax. And then when I got out, um, I could tell that I was, like, having a slow leak of water. So um another piece of advice for moms don't google things <laughs> when you're in labor <laughs> yeah when you're in labor do not google things it just sometimes can be way scarier than it needs mm-hmm. to be um so i my husband was asleep still and i was like hey matt i was like we're going to have a baby in 24 hours within 24 hours and he's like okay and he goes back to sleep and then <laughs> yeah um so i started to have about one contraction an hour all day on friday And so, you know, they're always like, okay, this is the time where you need to rest. But I was like, I'm so excited to meet this little rainbow baby. I cannot, cannot rest. So, you know, I put all the dishes away and ran around the house like a crazy lady, picked up all the kids. And um, then I realized that my mom and my dad, they live in New Jersey um, and they were planning on flying. They had a flight the next day. And I was like, Ooh, you know, I should probably tell them to change their flight and come down today. So we did that and, um, they changed their flight and then, um, Matt and I decided that we would check in with the midwives. So we, we went with our three kids out to the midwives just for me to get checked and see if I was making any progress. And, um, that's another thing I wanted to talk about. I know sometimes cervical checks can be controversial and some women, they like to not know, which is great. But, um, as I continue with my birth story, I'm going to tell you why, especially when you're in labor, it's good to have at least one cervical check. Um, so we get to the midwives and she texts me and she's like, you're about less than one centimeter and 10% effaced. And I'm like, all right. I'm like, do you want to strip my membranes? Um, uh, you know, cause at this point, if it, if you, if your waters have been broken for about 24 hours, they want you to head to the hospital just risk of infection, um, to the baby. So I was like, if we're going to do this, like we need to get the show on the road a little bit. Cause at this point it was six o'clock at night. My waters have been broken since three in the morning. So she, she's like, I'm going to, um, strip your membranes twice. It's not going to be comfortable, but for everyone out there who is, you know, around their due date or their waters break. And this is an option for you. For me, it was not painful. Yeah, Uh, I've done it
0: too. Yeah,
1: it's like it's uncomfortable, but it's not terrible, right? Yeah. Yeah, not bad. So she did that twice, and then she's like, why don't you and your family go walk around get something to eat, see if you have any contractions, come back, and then we'll do that again, and then you go home. And I'm like, okay, so we go do that, and it actually was perfect, like where we went to eat was like a cute little diner with a huge round table, and all the kids were happy, and we saw a a rooster, just like little things like that. You know, you have three kids out past dinner time. Yeah. it could be a nightmare. (laughs) You know, that's asking for trouble, but everything was great. And we went back, she stripped my membranes twice again. And then we load everybody up in the car and we head home, which is like 45 minutes to an hour drive. And in the car, I start having contractions that are like 10 minutes apart. And I'm like, okay, this is good. And then I kind of heard the Holy Spirit be like, once you get everybody in bed, um, it's game on. So I'm like, okay. At that point, we get to my house. Perfect timing. My mom and dad pull up. um, And we're like, yes, you guys can put the kids to bed. (laughs) Like, here you go. Here are your grandchildren. So they took all them and they put the three kids to bed. And Matt and I came into our bedroom. um, And we... I was like, you should get some rest and, um, I'm going to get in the bath. The bath just felt so amazing. Um, so that's what we did. My husband tried to get some sleep, even though I know he was just on his phone and I um, (laughs) just looking up baseball stats or whatever he does. I don't know. And then, um, so i w I'm in the bath and I, I was listening to, um, It's called Christian hypnobirthing. Mm -hmm. Um, And it, it just plays very soothing music. And the lady has a nice accent and she just like says Bible verses. Um, And I felt, I felt God and I felt the Holy spirit when I was in the tub, Um, I was contracting. Now they're like 10 minutes apart. Now they're like eight, you know, they're getting to be six minutes apart. My husband loves a plan. So, He comes in and he's like, all right, these are getting pretty close. He's like, what, what are we doing? And I'm like, well, we're just going to (laughs) wait, you know? And he's like, he's like, you need to call the midwife. And I'm like, let's have deep breaths and be calm. And, um, at 11 o'clock, I'm going to call her, which was in an hour from then. He's like, that's going to be, and I'm like, you need to chill, go back to your space and relax. So he did that. (laughs) I stayed in, in the tub and I was able to, you know, get through them. And then at this point I was like, you need to go get my mom, please. Um, So he got my mom and then I would get out of the tub and I would come over to my side of the bed and I would put my elbows up on the bed, knees on the ground. And I would have either my husband or my mom do hip squeezes through Mm -hmm. the contractions, which was very helpful. Um, And so also (laughs) this was kind of a God moment that um, we had just bought a new rug for underneath our bed and my husband this was before I was in labor, a couple days before I went into labor. And he, so he had to pick up the whole bed and throw the rug down and then put the bed back down. And I was like, Oh, the bed is not in the middle of the room. It's not centered. Like you put it down crooked. Can you please put it center? And he was like, no, he's like, I got to go back to work. He's like, I'm not lifting that again. It's fine. And I was like annoyed, but I was like, okay, it's fine for now. You know? And then it ended up that my very special birthing space where I felt the safest was on my side of the bed, which now has about four extra feet to fit me, my mom, my husband, the three midwives that were at my birth oh, because so he didn't put the, you know, it was like a God thing that he put it down like that. Cause God was like, you're going to need extra room over there. Cause that's where you're birthing your baby. <laughs> <laughs> so that was just a funny little God that's thing. awesome Yeah. So it gets to be that 11 o'clock and I call the midwife and. I felt bad because she had previously been at a birth and then she was going to another one after me, but note to self, you don't need to feel bad. Like you are important, which I knew that. So I was like, okay, I would love for you to come out now. And I'm expecting that the, um, it's not going to be the VBAC midwife. It's another midwife, Camisa, who I had met with towards the end of my pregnancy. I felt great with her. She was amazing. And soon enough, who shows up, but it's Lucy, Camisa, and another midwife. So I had three amazing midwives at my delivery. And, you know, I just want to speak to having your birth team be be a team that you can trust wholeheartedly. Like, I really had to listen to God because I was like, do I want a doula? Do I not want a doula? You know, my, my mom's a doula and I am a doula. Um, you know, so I was like, I don't feel like I really need another person in here. So it ended up just being perfect. Then I was like, do I want a birth photographer? And no, I had to really, really be like, God, you show me who you want in that room. And he did. Um, and it was so amazing. And I, um, I had all these birth affirmations up in my bathroom. I did a little video and posted it on the message thing that Jana set up. Um, if you're a part of the Facebook group, you can get access to that message thing and you can see my birthing space in the bathroom, and. Um, so I had all these signs up that were some were scriptures. Um, And one of them said, I rebuke any ungodly fear or pain in the name of Jesus. And out of all of the signs during the heat of the contractions, that was the only sign to fall down on the ground. And I, I go, mom, can you please pick up that, that sign and hang it back up? At that very moment when she went to bend down to pick up that sign, I had a monster contraction. Like I'm talking like, I was in excruciating pain and one of the midwives came and put her hand on my sacrum as my mom hung up that sign and all of the pain went away. Wow. It was powerful, holy, and it was amazing. And I felt God in that moment. And then, um, you know, so I would go from getting in the bath and out of the bath over to my safe spot and then back in the bath.
0: Um, Mm -hmm.
1: And one of the things I was praying for is that God would kind of change my husband, um, that that my husband would experience God in the delivery somehow and that we would experience joy and peace and that the baby would come healthy and strong and screaming right away. And we, by the grace of God experienced all those things. Mm. It was not completely supernatural and pain-free, but we did experience pain-free times. If that makes sense. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And, um, one of the Bible verses that, i really liked to read when i was in labor was he who began a good work in you will carry it to completion Mm -hmm. philippians 1 6 and the other one listen to me O house of jacob all you who remain of the house of israel you whom i have upheld since you were conceived and have carried since your birth Mm -hmm. even to your old age and gray hairs I am he who will sustain you. I have made you and I will carry you. I will sustain you and I will rescue you. Isaiah 46, three. Hmm. I I just love that one because it's such a good reminder that God is a good God. Mm -hmm. And if you believe he will, he'll be with you Mm -hmm. and he'll carry you through. Um, So one of the times that I started feeling discouraged. You know, I was like, I just, I, in my labor brain, I literally thought I was going to be pregnant forever and in this pain. And, you know, I was, I went back to the tub and I got in the tub. My husband went in the chair and everybody else was in my room and we had this peaceful, I want to say it was seven to 11 minutes. I don't know exactly how long it was, but around that range. Um, where we were so calm that I actually fell asleep. Mm. I've listened to birth stories and women mm-hmm. being like, Oh, I fell asleep between my contractions. And I'm like, how in the heck, you know, cause my, my contractions were always fast and furious, right on top of another, never getting a break. And God was so merciful during my labor that I had seven to 11 minutes to gather myself. I literally fell asleep. My husband fell asleep. And then I woke up with, a mind blowing contraction that sh- shifted her down. Mm. And right before that happened, in my sleep, I was praying and I prayed to God and I said, God, if you love me, it's time to get her out. And then He gave me that contraction and I was mm. like, and all the <laughs> midwives were like, it's time. They all knew. And my mom knew too. Everyone knew that it was time to push. It was crazy. <laughs> so I got out. I come back to my safe spot, which is over by the bed on the floor. And, um, I thought that one of the things that I had been praying for was no cervical lip, which I did say that to you, Jana, a few times. But looking back on my list of what exactly I prayed for, I never prayed for that in my in my journal. Mm-hmm. So um, this is what I was saying before, to get checked when you're in labor. So I ended up having a cervical lip. If you don't know what it is, it's when You're fully dilated and effaced on one side of your cervix, but the other side has a tiny bit of a lip so the baby can't fully come down and through. Mm -hmm. So she gets kind of like caught on it. But um, what happens is your midwife or your practitioner can kind of reach up and tuck the cervical lip to the side and then the baby can fully come out. So again, one of my prayers had been that my husband would feel the presence of God during this birth and he just so happened to be like right down there. So he's, he's down where the baby's coming out. My mom and another midwife are holding me, holding me up. Um, Lucy, who had just had the surgery, the VBAC midwife, she's sitting in a chair. She had been asleep <laughs> and she wakes up and she starts praying for me. And she's telling me how to breathe to pant the baby down, which really helped. Cause I was holding my breath mm-hmm. and I was, you know, I, I was an athlete, so I, I was like, I like to be coached. I, I even put it up on my, in my walls to the birth team. I'm like, coach me, tell me what to do. You know, um, some women don't like to be told how to push or whatever, but mm-hmm. for me, it was very helpful. My labor brain, I was like, I'm holding my breath, which wasn't doing anything, you know, not moving the baby at all. So to have her pray and then actually show me how to breathe was mm-hmm. amazing. Wow. So Matt, my husband is down by the, in between my legs and w- the the midwife is, holding the cervical lip over. And she is explaining to Matt how to deliver his own baby. He's like, she was like, okay, so turn your hand counterclockwise a little bit. And then she was like, reach in with the other hand and gently bring the head out. And, um, she was just the way she spoke was so sweet. And so during every contraction, my mom and another midwife would hold, would push my back up. And then I would push, and then he would kind of bring the baby out. And the other midwife would tuck the cervical lip. And it was just such a beautiful joint effort to uh-huh. get this little baby out. Um, and then she came out, um, you know, I was pushing for a while. It wasn't like she just, you know, some people were like, Oh, fourth baby. Did she slide out? I'm like, no, absolutely not. It's hard work. You know, and I think God intends it to be that way because he, it can, you can experience supernatural pain-free times. Absolutely. And he's a just God and he's a merciful God, but it's not a walk in the park to have a baby or to raise a baby, you know? So this kind of set the foundation for me to be a parent, you know, having, having all these babies and going through the labor experience in God, um, and that, that answered prayer of having my husband, he was changed. He felt God, there was Holy spirit. Holy spirit was in the room.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and I had a moment with the midwife who was, who was helping him deliver the baby. Like just that thought that like other women are also in labor at the same exact time as you somewhere, somewhere in the world with such a united, united feeling. Um, and just such a peaceful feeling and, I don't know, I just really felt God. And then when we pulled her out, um, her cord was very short, which actually was okay because I, you know, I just kept praying. No cord issues, no placenta issues, and there were no issues. She's beautiful. She latched right away. And um the midwife stayed and they cleaned everything up and um I laid I crawled back into my bed with which absolutely has to be the best part of a home birth. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. My- my husband made me an everything bagel with cream cheese and my my oldest came down in the middle of the night and got to meet the baby and hold the baby. And, um, also my husband's mom, she drove. And so she was here. Um, she was upstairs with the kids, but she got to hold this baby minutes after the baby was delivered, which for her is so special because her other grandbaby is in Canada and she ha- wasn't able to see that one because of COVID Aww. yet. Yeah. Yeah. He was born during the quarantine. So, I mean, just little details that God pays attention to is so, so special. And, you know, I would just like go on walks with, with the Lord and I'd be like, speak to me today, you know, and he'd show me like a Daisy. Um, and you know, another special thing with her name is, um, my, we, we liked the name Pearl because that's the birthstone for June and June is the month, the birthday month of the baby that we lost. Mm. Um, So God, my Nana's name, my, my mom's mom, my grandmother's name was Rita. And I looked it up and it, it actually means Pearl and Daisy. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that is so sweet. So she, her name has a couple meanings to me, Daisy rain. Um, and we just feel so truly blessed that, um, everything
0: went the way that it did. And we are so grateful. That's awesome. And before we started, you were telling me how, you feel like it's a blessing your recovery because now you're having to still chase the other three and take care of the new yeah. one, your energy. She's,
1: exactly. She's so she'll be two weeks old um, tomorrow. And physically, I feel great. And emotionally, I feel great. And that was a big prayer. No postpartum depression, no tearing. You know, my bleeding is very under control. And uh, what an answered prayer.
0: You Yeah. Know? That's awesome. Did your husband in- like say anything to you after that experience,
1: yes, yes, so um he sorry, you're fine you go. so he absolutely he um he took I think he did like a grocery store around the next- the next day, and he you know, I always listen to like um chris Christian rock in my car, and that's not his first choice of music when he gets in my car. <laughs> but it's always on for me. So it was on because and he said that he just blasted it and he was sobbing. He's like oh. a blasted Christian Christian rock and I was I was just sobbing. He, and you know, I just I know that he experienced God and he felt God, which was so cool. Also, the baby only smiles when he kisses her. <laughs> oh. That sounded like I'm super jealous because I am <laughs> <laughs> They have, they have a very special bond because he was the first one to ever touch her little head coming out, you know,
0: that's so awesome. (laughs) I love it. That's amazing. I feel like everything you shared was beautiful. And even the fact that you remember all of that at two weeks postpartum, you said you haven't slept the last two nights. (laughs) You sound very sharp.
1: (laughs) I did have coffee this morning. (laughs)
0: that's awesome I feel like that was so amazing are there any other things you're I I don't want to interrupt you no
1: not at all I'm just getting back to my journal to see if I missed any or if I have anything that I think would help moms who are believing for a supernatural childbirth um I guess just um postpartum wise don't be afraid to ask for help um you know, I had so many people offer to bring meals and stuff. And I feel like previously, I would be like, No, we're fine. But this time, I'm like, Yes, we would, you know, we love tacos or whatever, just because God speaks to them to help you. And it's nice to, you know, we've extended grace before. And it's nice to receive it too. And sometimes I think I can do it all on my own. But I, it's so nice to have a cooked meal sometimes. Um, Also, the other thing is, um, I don't know if anybody's familiar with torticollis symptoms in newborns Um, it's if you've ever seen a baby that wears a helmet um, it's when the baby was in the same position in the womb for so long and then when they come out when you put them in like the bassinet or something they just tend to always have their head fold to the same side Um, so I my, my second had that really badly and we ended up having to do like neck stretches to get his head to go the other way so it wouldn't be misshapen And I noticed that um, Daisy always tends to go to the same side. So what I'm doing is just propping her head the other way with one of those um, muslin blankets like rolled up. And it's just if you know about that, then it's a good way to avoid having possibly to wear a helmet or something later down the line. Um, I just felt the Lord telling me to say that. So I don't know why, but maybe somebody might be dealing with that later. Yeah. No, thank
0: you. Sure. That's great. So I was going to ask, do you mind, um, praying for the moms that are listening? I know you've absolutely. Okay. Sorry. It sounds like
1: Jumanji in my house right now. It's not
0: as loud on our end. You're good. Okay. Okay. All right. Let's, I'm going to say prayer.
1: Oh, dear Lord.
0: Okay. Um, (laughs) here we go. All
1: right. Um, So, dear God, I pray for all of these supernatural believing mamas right now in the name of Jesus. I pray that they just have um, the courage to believe in you and that they are able to choose to believe and have the faith um, that your word speaks about um, in regards to them having supernatural childbirths. And we pray that um, these women can just have an ongoing conversation with you, Lord God, filled with moments of gratitude. Um, for what they already have, and that they just, they go through times of feeling your presence. If they're pregnant right now, Lord God, we pray over those babies in their bellies. We pray that your creation, we know it's such a beautiful thing, such a tender thing. We pray over those little babies that they're healthy and that they're strong, Lord God. We pray that any um, pain that the moms are feeling right now, whether it's sciatica, whether it's um, Back, low back pain, whatever it is, Lord God, we pray that you heal them in the name of Jesus and that they're able to enjoy the rest of their pregnancies. Um, we pray that fear must go in these women, Lord God.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We know that um, you are with them, and if God is within her, she will not fall. And we trust your word, Lord Jesus, and we thank you for this um, platform that we're able to join together and um, feel this kinship. Um And we just trust you, Lord God, and we love you and we praise you and we thank you and we bind this to our hearts in your holy name we pray. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen. I felt really quick. Do you mind speaking a prayer over husbands? I know there's some moms that are believing for something with their husbands during their birth.
1: Yes. So God, we just pray over the marriages and um, over the husbands in these relationships of these women who are pregnant, Lord God, we pray that during the births of their babies that um it's such a holy passage and we pray that these husbands feel the holy spirit and that they feel the peace that surpasses all understanding and that they are touched by you lord god in some shape way or form that they get to see what their beautiful wives are going through and then they experience god as their baby comes out
0: and we pray this in your holy name amen Amen. Amen. I felt the Holy Spirit so strong during that. Like there's some husbands that are going to get saved, you know, or filled with the Holy Spirit during these births. So that was so good. So moms, I want to encourage you. Um, if you want to connect with Kayla, um, do you want to share your Instagram real quick? I can post it also on the notes. Sure. It's, um, never, never land eight.
1: So like Peter Pan, never, never land eight. Um, and my name's Kayla Lodi and it's L O E D E Kayla, K-A-Y-L-A.
0: Awesome. And Kayla is also on our Facebook group. I know a lot of moms are kind of on a social media fast, but, um, if a mom needs to get community, it's a great place that we're building. So the Facebook group is called supernatural childbirth mamas. You can search and look, look that up. Uh, we also have a meetup coming up. Our last one was so awesome. I loved it so much. Um, Yeah, we prayed the Holy Spirit was there. Moms shared their stories. So it was it was awesome. Our next one is April twenty seventh at 8pm Central. You can find the registration link for that on the Facebook group and also on the link in my bio. And if you want to talk to me, you can go to Instagram. I'm Jana's organic. So J-A-N-N-A-S organic. That's where I'm i'm at on instagram feel free to message me it's my favorite thing i love it so okay awesome thank you so much that was amazing and such a gift that you did that at two weeks postpartum oh well
1: thank you so
0: much that was so fun it's nice to talk to you you too so thanks moms for listening um we're praying for you you guys pray for kayla also i know you probably are if you're listening so thank you and have an amazing day